3: Our topic today is economic impact of type 2 diabetes on individuals and their families. Type 2 diabetes occurs when the pancreas, a long gland located deep in the abdomen, produces insufficient amounts of the hormone insulin. Or it occurs when the body becomes resistant to normal or even high levels of insulin. Type 2 diabetes causes high blood sugar. Sometimes the blood sugar is called blood glucose uh, and which, if these high levels go untreated, can lead to common uh, and serious long-term complications. Examples are cardiovascular disease, the risk of which is doubled by type 2 diabetes. Uh, Cardiovascular disease is manifested by heart attack, chest pain, stroke and even death. Um, Type 2 diabetes causes also diabetic retinopathy, which is a leading cause of blindness in North Americans aged 20 to 74 years. Type 2 diabetes Creates economic challenges for healthcare systems. This is a matter of growing concern for governments and healthcare and social systems. But it also creates economic challenges for individuals living with type 2 diabetes and for their families and family caregivers. And this is an important matter, but it's receiving too little attention by governments, healthcare, and social systems, which is why our topic economic impact of type 2 on diabetes on individuals and their families is so important for family caregivers and their family members. Now to discuss it, our guest is Till Seuring. Born and raised in Fulda, Germany, Till holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Bamberg This is in economics, and he also holds a master's degree from the University of Göttingen in international economics. He's also studied for several months in Argentina and Mexico, and he's currently researching for his PhD at the University of East Anglia in the UK. Um, He's investigating the economics of diabetes in low- and middle-income countries. He's particularly focused on how diabetes affects people economically and how it affects most. One of his research goals is to better understanding of the relation between diabetes and its economic burden and that that understanding, better understanding, will lead to better strategies to prevent or reduce the economic burden. And prior to starting as a PhD student, he worked at the International Diabetes Federation in Brussels as a health economist. So, welcome to the show, Till.
1: Well, thank you, Gordon. Glad
3: now, to Til- be here. <laughs> Glad to have you. Now, first question for you. Please tell us more about your life, your career, and your experience with diabetes. Till?
1: Yes. So, yeah, well, as you've said, I uh, was born and raised in Fulda, Germany. Um, Did my education here. Went to university in uh, the north of Bavaria and studied economics there. Um, During that time, I also went to Argentina for one year to study economics there. Um, After that, I I started my master's degree in international economics and looking more at the, and also in development economics, um, through which I also uh, went for half a year to Mexico, to Puebla, um, to live there and study there. And, um, well, there, at the end of this uh, master's degree, I became increasingly interested in uh, diabetes and the economics of diabetes because we were hearing a lot about um, the the effects of malaria and other diseases that are known in low and middle income countries. So I was wondering what about diabetes or chronic diseases in general in, in, in these parts of the world Um well, my, my interest in diabetes itself stems from the fact that I, that I myself have type 1 diabetes since I'm 18. So, it's about 13 years now. Um, so, I was just curious um, and interested in diabetes and trying to you know, um, kind of connect my personal um, experience with my professional uh, life. So, I became interested in that and then I started working for the International Diabetes Federation afterwards as a health economist. For one year, we are doing projects uh, on China and Kazakhstan, and um, after that, um, yeah, through that that work, I got to know my my PhD supervisor right now, who was at the University of East Anglia, and um, that's how I became a PhD student that I (laughs) am still, and um, yeah, looking at the economic impact of diabetes or the economics of diabetes, type two diabetes, uh, in low and middle income countries.
3: Okay. Now, well, that leads me straight to my next question for you. Please tell us more about your research for your PhD. Tell us more yes. about that.
1: Till? Yeah, yeah. So, the, the, what I learned when I uh, working before at the International Diabetes Federation, also looking at the literature, was that the research on um, the economics of diabetes in poorer parts of the world is pretty limited. So, um, the idea was to Extend that research, or to to um, increase that research in that area, and to get an idea what the economic impact would be of diabetes um, in countries like Mexico or China, and um, to also see what could be once we know what the impact is and who it affects, what might be able or what we might be able to do to um, kind of um, tackle these uh, issues in these countries. So. That is the main goal of my PhD. I'm using big data sets, to, uh, analyzing them uh, mainly for Mexico and China, where we have information also on, you know, biomarkers such as blood glucose values, so we can ad- identify people that um, don't know about their diabetes and look at what are the difference between them and those that already know about their diabetes and the economic impact there. Um, so, yeah, these are in. Short terms, the, the, the goals of my PhD.
3: Right. Now, I want you to tell us more, talk to us more about the importance of understanding the relation between type 2 diabetes and its impact on people that the diabetes, type 2 diabetes affects. Please tell, tell us more about that. Three?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, well, if you want to do something about diabetes, you first have to understand um, how it affects people, who, who it affects, through which channels, um, and um, so that once we we design policies, we can uh, design them in a way that they actually help the people with diabetes, and either to prevent diabetes at all or to better treat it, um, especially in countries where resources are pretty limited, so you have to um, have good policies that... Um, you know, tackle the issue of diabetes uh, under these circumstances. So, you know, we want to know what role does discrimination play, um, for example, when people lose their job because of diabetes, what role does health play, how much is the psychological impact of diabetes so that people might be uh, getting psychological problems and because of that lose their job. So um, we want to know that. And it is also important because you want to raise the awareness for the disease and it's dangerous in, uh, in terms of its economic costs that, it, they, that the disease has to individuals and to health system in the whole. Because as you said before, um, it's getting relatively little attention, especially uh, in the developing world. So um, there's a need for more research that shows what the impact of diabetes is and what could be done about it. Um, and for, often for politicians, it's not a really attractive um, problem to tackle because... You know, changing behaviors and having people uh, trying to prevent diabetes or having better outcomes takes a long time. Not often a good thing for politicians who think more on their election terms. And um, it also questions part of the lifestyle we are currently living. So it's not always an attractive um, topic. Very interesting.
3: Now, Till, just a follow-up. You've Mm -hmm. talked so far about developing countries, the developing world. What about the developed world? You know, countries Mm -hmm. like Germany, like Britain, like Canada, like the United States. Are the economic impacts on people with type 2 diabetes sufficiently understood in those countries, the developed countries? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, it is better understood. There's more evidence. So we did a systematic review looking at... All the studies that were published that estimated the costs of diabetes, and the main part of the, or the most studies came out of the countries like Germany, the US. Um, so, we have a better information about what is going on there. Um, though, even though you know, we have a lot of information, the impact is still huge. So, a lot of money is spent on diabetes, um, and people, but individuals also themselves spend a lot of money on diabetes. So, it affects their own. Um, life and um, the employment chances. So there's also a lot to be done in, in the developed world.
3: Yeah. And it's basically the same question. Do, do you think that governments, healthcare systems, um, social systems understand in the developed world w- enough to realize that action is needed? Till?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they're coming around a bit more uh, in the recent years, um, but it certainly uh, has taken time. It probably the need to understand it even more. Uh, so far, healthcare systems are often equipped for dealing with short-term problems. You go to the doctor and maybe he fixes your uh, disease. You get, get some medicine. Uh, but often these chronic diseases like diabetes, they take a long are over several years and um, you have to work with the patient uh, patient has to manage the disease himself. Um, so, you need also healthcare systems that are equipped for dealing um, with these kinds of new challenges where you just cannot um, solve the problem within a short period of time, but you um, yeah, have to maybe change your lifestyle and the um, things that take a longer time. So, there's a lot to be done on that part.
3: Very interesting. Now, we, it's time that we take the break, so mm-hmm. we'll do it now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Till Suring. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and SharingTheBurden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Mm-hmm.
4: The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional banker's hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business.
2: You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
3: Welcome back to Hollis Mr. Family Caregivers Unite and Till Our topic is economic impact of type 2 diabetes on individuals and their families. Now, Till so let's talk about the challenges created by the economic impact of type 2 diabetes. So my first question then for you is what do you see as the most challenging of the challenges created for individuals who are living with type 2 diabetes and who are impacted economically by the type 2 diabetes. Till?
1: Yes. So, um, yeah, there are several challenges, I would say. There's one big challenge, which is uh, the reduction in um, your own um, income that comes with having diabetes. So, often we find that, or many studies find that People spend a lot of their own money on treatment for diabetes, on um, getting care, um, on medicines. So, even in the U.S., people can spend up to, or about half. One study showed that about half the people with type 2 diabetes spend about 10% of their annual income uh, on their own treatment for, or on buying treatment for type 2 diabetes. So, you spend a lot of money on it, and. If then also you might be able not you're not able anymore to work because of your diabetes or um, yeah your employer thinks you he doesn't want to keep you because you have type two diabetes you lose your job, you know this becomes an even bigger issue because you lose another source of income and you have to pay for your diabetes medicine and for your treatment so um this together can create a large burden um which affects the people and the individuals living with it. So they have to deal with that burden, which I, th- I would guess is not only, you know, um, um, economic burden, but also can be then psychologically stressful and then have a range of other um, things that, that come after that so that, um, you know, you have a lot of stress, you might not be able to manage your disease as well. So it's kind of a um, circle that's going on. It gets worse and worse. Um so... Yeah, and especially when we look at low and middle income countries, which is kind of my um, PhD topic, there, you know, you have even less health insurance uh, coverage, so people spend even more of their own income on the diabetes care. So people can sp- often spend more than fifty percent of the annual income on diabetes care, and um, or if they lose their job, they don't get any um, unemployment benefits. So in these countries, it's even um, a bigger issue.
3: Right. Now, next, similar question, but about different people. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you see as the most challenging of the challenges created for family caregivers. Now, I I should explain that in the UK, family caregivers are called carers. I don't Mm -hmm. know what the the name for them is in German, but we're talking about the same people. We're talking about individuals, often parents, siblings, um, who are looking after the individual with the condition, Um, so I want to know what you see as the most challenging of the challenges created for family caregivers when there's somebody in the family living with type 2 diabetes and who are impacted economically by it, Till?
1: Yes, so I mean… When we look at the evidence in um, in the research, there isn't really a lot of research that looks at the carers themselves and how they are affected. So the only study that I found that looked at that came from the UK, and it e- and it actually showed quite a big impact on the carers as well. So not only people with diabetes lost income because they couldn't work, but also uh, those that cared for them, the family carers, um, were losing money according to that study in the UK, Um, so that if you are a family and you care for each other, then you actually have a double burden because the person with diabetes loses money or loses income, and the person who has to care for the um, person with diabetes, the carer, um, loses income. Not always, but um, that's what the study found, and I mean, it makes sense because... You have a person with, who has to care for another person with type 2 diabetes. You have to invest uh, time in it. Um, you have to maybe juggle the job and caring for the person. It's a 24-hour um, disease. You know, We have to care for di- diabetes. doesn't go away. So um, it, this, I would say working under this resource constraint, so the less money you have already, because the other person has type 2 diabetes and then maybe the money you lose yourself because you have to care for the person with diabetes um, puts you in a tough spot um, as a carer
3: Right. now it's the same question but I'm wanting to ask you about the most challenging of the challenges created for the families Uh, not just the family caregivers but the actual families of individuals living with type 2 diabetes who are impacted in other words Define family in whatever way you wish, but mm-hmm. what do you see as the challenging, the most challenging of the challenges for them? Till?
1: Yeah. yeah. So I think the, the basic challenge is the same because you have a loss of uh, disposable income, so the money you can spend on other things because you spend them on out-of-pocket payments for your diabetes care. For the, the person, if it's maybe the the, the, the father the, uh, who loses his job or has type 2 diabetes, then uh, you lose an important source of income um, and you have to pay for the treatment for this person. So you lose money that you could possibly invest in other things, um, um, be it leisure time or um, in low- and middle-income countries or, I don't know, maybe in the U.S. as well, you might save at the... Uh, Instead of paying for your your child's education or for a very good school, you might send it to a a not so um, expensive school um, so that you have to save um, in other parts to um, make up for the money you've lost because of your diabetes. So um, I would say that is the the biggest challenge. Um, You could think about um, also you're less able to save money for the future because you have to spend it now on your disease. Um, and you can invest less in your own offspring, and uh, yeah, in poorer countries even children might even have to start to work and drop out of school because their parents um, cannot work anymore. So I would identify this issue, so the, the loss in resources, as the biggest issue for um, carers, but also for people for the families of people with diabetes.
3: Till, I'm going to jump to a conclusion from what you've been saying, which is that these economic problems do have to be taken seriously. But the question is, who in advanced societies like Germany, Britain, US, Canada, who actually, what part of the system should address these economic challenges that you've identified. Um, As I've mentioned before, I'm a retired physician. At no point in my career as a physician Mm -hmm. was I ever taught to ask my patients whether their illness was affecting their financial situation. I know now that it does, but I wasn't trained to do it. So then the question is, well, who should be asking? Who should be taking and taking notice? Till?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think it's not only for type 2 diabetes. It also goes to other diseases So that also have um, bad economic uh, um, consequences. So you, I think as a society, first have to decide, what you want? Uh, do you want everybody itself to figure it out, or you might be uh, have such a healthcare system that you know provides the care you need without putting too much economic uh, um, pressure on the person themselves? So um, making care affordable for people. Um, so I think it's a societal issue in the beginning and um, a decision that a society has to make. And, um, yeah, how you want to, to deal with these kind of uh, problems. And um, if you want to, you know, um, give the people in your country a healthcare system that is affordable and also gives good treatment as well as maybe rewards people who care for, um, who are carers. And because they make have an important um, uh, task, you know, they help people to deal with their diabetes which often leads to positive outcomes, I would imagine. So better than not having someone to care for the person. And um, so they actually, you know, they produce some uh, value for the society. So they, there would be an issue, or you should think about recompensating them as well, so that the money they lose, maybe because they cannot work anymore, uh, you know, is paid for by some kind of fund or society, um, how we want to define that.
3: Right. Now, just very quickly, because time's going to run out on us in a moment, but just quickly, would you go so far as to say that this economic impact of type 2 diabetes and other long-term persistent and medically incurable illnesses should be a matter of human rights, too?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a, I haven't thought about that, actually. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I can give you a clear answer on that. Um,
3: uh, now, let me just
1: uh, push you a little bit
3: further on yeah, this. And as yeah. I said, this is only a very quick thing, but more and more human rights are being understood. And this is in Europe and it's in North America mm-hmm. as being important for people with various sorts of disabilities, physical um, disabilities related to mental uh, mental health and um, these kinds of things. And so what then happens if somebody with a particular illness Uh, is turned down for work or fired from work, it Mm -hmm. can become a kind of human rights issue. I'm not saying it should or it shouldn't, but it can do. That does happen. just wonder what you think quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a complicated issue because, um, you know, you cannot necessarily um, judge an employer because he wants to, you know, and... Say that way, the the best person working for him. So if people get ill, he might fear that you know he loses his own money because the, his em, um, employees become ill. So um, he acts in his own interest. Um, but then the question would be: Does he maybe get recompensated for, um, or is there some incentive that you, as an employer, also employ people even though they have? diabetes or even some uh, other diseases. Um, And so I think you cannot just say that this would be kind of a human rights issue. I think it depends on the system in which you are working.
3: Yeah, perfectly fair. Um, Interesting, broad, important topic, talking of which we've got to take our break. So we'll do that now. This is Dr. Gordon and My guest is Till Soering. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and SharingTheBurden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back.
0: and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business.
2: Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Adoption changes a family forever. For the adopters as well as the adoptees, there are many adjustments that need to be made, from lifestyle to financial. And the personal rewards are unlimited. Listen every week for Your Adoption Coach with Kelly Ellison. We will examine in detail such topics as international and domestic adoption. We will talk with adoption professionals and hear stories about real families adopting. If you've been thinking about adoption or recently began the process... You'll want to tune in to be inspired every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Noon Pacific on Voice America Variety with a weekly replay on Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Noon Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
2: You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to doc g at family caregivers org. now back to family caregivers unite
3: welcome back to our listeners of family caregivers unite until sorry our topic is economic impact of type 2 diabetes on individuals and their families now in this segment um uh, till i want to to talk about the ways in which you want your research to help meet the challenges, the challenges you've talked about, created by the economic impact of type 2 diabetes. So how do you want your research to help individuals economically impacted by type 2 diabetes meet the kinds of challenges you've identified? Till?
1: Yes. So, I mean, first, I don't think you know my research directly can help individuals. So if individuals read it, they there's no recipe in how to avoid those uh, economic challenges other than having uh, well controlled type two diabetes and uh, doing as much as you can yourself for um, for your own care. Um, but for me, the idea is then to first gather information uh, and find information on the economic impact and um, who it affects. And um especially for low and middle income countries, and then you know help people um yeah, you know, by providing this evidence to push policymakers to to um take action and um providing the circumstances that um allow people with diabetes and their carers um to to deal with the economic consequences and to alleviate them. So um that, that is the main idea so that you can actually and, – and then also based on, on, on the, the research that I do, design policies that help to prevent diabetes and to better treat it while at the same time um, making the treatment affordable and accessible to, to um, all of the people with diabetes. Um, so, yeah, that would be my idea of how my research could help you know, individuals um, – with the who are economically affected by diabetes so not directly but via um, you know, um, igniting changes in policies or um, providing better health care
3: Yep. next question is it same question basically how you how you want your research to help meet the challenges if identified for carers family caregivers of individuals impacted economically by type 2 diabetes. What are the ways you want to see your research help those people directly or indirectly?
1: Till? So- yes, so while my, my research does not directly look, at least now or so far, at the, the carers and there's very little research out there, I think the first topic or issue would be to have more information on the economic impact on carers in different countries. And how, so far, healthcare systems or societies deal um, with the, the issues identified so that they also lose money and um, income and have to deal with the economic consequences of diabetes and also their own care they have to uh, their, their own time they invest into caring for other people uh, or for their family members so um, and uh, apart from that, I think one should recognize that. The, the, the work of the carers is important because um, it helps people with diabetes to um, treat their diabetes, to um, live longer, to have a better life. Um, so, you know, I think there is a case to be made for um, rewarding those that um, sacrifice their own time and their own money to care for other people. And uh, by that, not only giving them better health outcomes, but also possibly saving money to society because those people might not need that uh, or develop those uh, complications in the long run that cost uh, the um, big amounts of money that we spend on diabetes. So um, I think that, and, you know, as a, a, I mean, studies showed that, at least what I've read on the preparation for for this show, that many people who care for diabetes, uh, who, who are carers of people with diabetes, unsupported by healthcare providers and um, so I think that would be an issue to tackle um, and uh, yeah yeah
3: now again the same same basic question but I want you to talk about how you see your research directly or indirectly helping meet the challenges you identified for the broader family Families of individuals who are in economically impacted by type two diabetes. Tom. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, um, I mean, first of all, the same problem as for for those carers. There isn't a lot of research still out there, so we would need more research on on that to make informed decisions and how to help families with people with diabetes. Um, but I mean, the first point should be would be that. If you are, um, yeah, that that people who have, um, well, I think the first line of line of response would be to help people that actually have diabetes and deal with their um, the consequences of economic of the the economic burden, so that they do might get um, you know ac- uh, um, access to affordable treatment or um, unemployment benefits, so that the economic impact isn't that big and that families themselves don't have to save or take the money from somewhere else to pay for the diabetes treatment or for the lost income. So um, that would be the, the first thing. And, um, I mean, when you are a family, I think one important thing would also be to know that, um, you know, if you already have someone with type 2 diabetes, then there's also a genetical issue that... Uh, People with diabetes uh, who have family members with type 2 diabetes are also more likely to develop type 2 diabetes. So, um, you know, it would also be important for them to to realize that maybe adapting the lifestyle changes that are often recommended to people with type 2 diabetes themselves, so they don't have to deal with that same these same issues later in life. Um, uh, so, I think that would be a practical. Uh, advice for people with, or for families with type 2 diabetes, other than you know, just focusing on the economic costs of diabetes.
3: Perfectly fair. Now just as a follow-up to the three answers you've given, mm-hmm. um, just a quick technical one in a way. Is there such a thing as rehabilitation, such a thing as respite, you know, when people are given a little bit of time to themselves? Um, to recover from the services they're providing. Do either of those concepts exist in the diabetes field?
1: Okay. Could you rephrase yeah. the question because I one didn't is, completely understand is, it. Yeah. Okay,
3: the last one I mentioned is respite respite. It's, English is a funny language as you know. It's hard to pronounce, but basically what it means is that if you if you're caring for somebody mm-hmm. uh, at home with an incurable disability that's serious and that demands is very demanding of you the carer, then there comes a point where you become physically, psychologically and financially exhausted. One of the ways in which those people like that are supported is breaks where Mm -hmm. they go somewhere else maybe it's for an afternoon maybe it's for a week and they can rest somebody else is doing the work of caring for their family member that the family caregiver the caregiver was doing that's the first one the second thing is rehabilitation is that's becoming more and more important for these incurable illnesses. And what it really means is um, making sure that people make the most of their abilities without allowing their disabilities to overtake them and dominate their lives. So do you see, do you personally recognize either of those two, respite and uh, rehabilitation, as existing in the field of type 2 diabetes?
1: Um. Well, it isn't actually uh, really in my uh, research but um so it's kind of the first time I really heard that concept but I I think it exists and it makes a lot of sense um that you allow people to you know recover from the the day-to-day burden they have to bear um caring for other people um so they can recharge and um so just looking quickly right now, um, you know, there, there seems to exist uh, just things as uh, respite care um, for for people who I think especially important would be for parents of children with type 1 diabetes who have to be supported basically 24 hours and even at night. So uh, I think that concept exists in, in for, for these people. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly if it, is, uh, if it also exists for type 2 diabetes. I imagine, yeah, I imagine it, it does, but um, what I also think is that this probably depends on the country you are in. Um, I would figure that the more uh, developed countries have uh, more of these kind of uh, services um, available, while in, in you know, poorer countries probably... People are left um or have to deal with these uh, issues themselves.
3: Yeah. The very good till there's a very good answers because we're both of us recognizing that various sorts of support are needed. Um and they're not all are available on prescription. They fall in if you know what I mean by that, that is they're <laughs> not things that doctors or specialists prescribe, but rather yes. They are the ways in which families help each other, which in certain cultures require families to look after each other and generally meet the the breadth of the challenge of type 2 diabetes and, as you mentioned, also type 1 diabetes, which we we didn't talk about, but maybe we should one of these days. So. Thank you for those. And once again, it's what I call the tyranny of time where we have to take the short break. So we're going to do that now and then we're coming back. So let's take the break. This is Dr. Gordon Etherly, and my guest is still soaring. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We'll be back.
0: real estate stocks annuities and other investment vehicles that's the money answer show with jordan goodman on the voice america business channel every monday at 12 p.m pacific standard time
2: what can you find on get real radio well quite honestly who you really are Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg.com at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
3: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite until soaring. Our topic is economic impact of type 2 diabetes on individuals and their families. Now, this is where I'm asking you to look ahead and Talk about what more you would like to do and you would like to see done to understand, to better understand, advance the understanding of the economic impact of type 2 diabetes. So first of all, um, what more would you like to do to advance understanding on the part of healthcare and social services of the economic impact of type 2 diabetes? Tom?
1: Yes, so… I mean, I take this question a bit to uh, is asking me, you know, what more would I like to investigate um, in terms of the the economics of type two diabetes. So, yes. I mean, the, the things I'm interested in is uh, and what came out of my earlier research uh, would be to look at, you know, why there are differences between men and women. So, men and women are differently impacted. Uh, their employment chances are differently impacted often um, by diabetes. <clears throat> so in some countries you find that women are worse off or have a bigger reduction in their employment chances, while in other countries you find that uh, this is the case for men. So <clears throat> it would be, I think, important to know why that is the case, um, what are the underlying you know, drivers of these uh, differences. Um, so you can afterwards better design policies that, Tackle these issues, um, and then another topic would be to to understand you know, how much of this impact is, um, in is, psychological, and how much is physical. So um, there at least is some uh, indication that you know when people hear about that, di- or, or what people do once they hear that they have a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes, does that maybe negatively affect their their employment chances because um, it has a bad psychological impact on them? Or are these uh, changes in uh, or these reductions in employment chances driven by um, the health um, consequences of diabetes? So how do these two factors play together to reduce the employment chances? And further to that, also what does... You know knowing about your disease do uh, in terms of your own health behavior, so how much do people know um, and are able to change their own behaviors uh, in order to improve their their health or um, their outlook um, once they get a diagnosis so I think this would is an important uh, topic and especially interesting to compare different countries and um, get an idea about the knowledge of people about. Health topics in general. Yep. So, um, yeah, and, and generally extend the research in, in low and middle income countries to see right. uh, how diabetes could be prevented and that they might, you know, they don't face the same challenges or the uh, same epidemic we do today in uh, many of the developed countries.
3: Right. Now, it's the same question about uh, what you would like to see done. Um, and by whom you'd like to see it Mm -hmm. done to advance understanding on the part of society as a whole of the economic impact of type 2 diabetes. What I'm really driving at here is that diseases like cancer, the impact is well understood by society. Uh, I'm in no position to judge, so that's why I'm asking you, Mm -hmm. first of all, what more you would like to do to advance the understanding of society as a whole if you in fact believe that society's understanding needs to be advanced.
1: Till? Could you, so the the societal understanding of the possible impact diabetes could have? Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, I I think definitely. So, I mean, many people don't really have an idea if they don't have diabetes themselves, um, what it can do to your body. And I think often the problem with diabetes is that it's first taken lightly because you don't, in the beginning, see the the health consequences of diabetes, um, and then once they are there, it's often too late. And then this is also when the uh, big costs, um, you know, start to 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 appear. So once until so for society, it would be good to understand that you know you have to do something early. You cannot wait uh, until something happens. So you. Um, as society need to uh, try to change um, or try to prevent that people, you know, become obese or or get type two diabetes, and um, also that they realize and that they get the, the, the health knowledge that um, you know you have to you can do something yourself. There's a big opportunity for everybody to to uh, tackle. Their, their own disease or the, the development of their disease in their life and to, to have a big influence on that. And that this is important in order to um, you know, prevent the health negative health consequence but also the negative economic consequences of diabetes.
3: Right. Now, you've talked a lot uh, about the importance of getting more and better information. Mm-hmm. I'm putting words into your mouth, too, but I think that's a fair comment. And it's certainly yes, one that… Yes. I'm very enthusiastic about now I want to ask you you a rather different question and it's this what you and I are doing right now is recording an episode in which you've discussed a topic that is important for the diabetes community no question the episode will be saved in an archive do you think that having more discussions like this one in the archive would be helpful? And if so, how would it be helpful to the diabetes communities involved, say, in your research? Till, what do you think?
1: Yes, I, well, yeah, I have to agree absolutely that it, this is um, a very important topic because you know many of these so-called lifestyle diseases, they're not always lifestyle diseases, but they have at least a component uh you know, our current lifestyle affects or increase the chance that you get diabetes. Um, but that also means that people themselves can can do a lot about it, so they can uh, be physically active or eat in a certain way, uh, trying to prevent the disease, or even if they have it to prevent further uh, complications from it. So I think having more discussions about you know science topics, be it diabetes or be it other diseases, um, on a publicly available um, resource in the internet. I think that's a big um, advantage of the internet, that people can access this information directly, um, not only from the US, people from here, from Germany, if they speak English, or uh, from developing countries where, you know, you might don't get this information from your, for, from somewhere else, but you have now the possibility to to get it from, uh, from the Internet, basically, and from reliable resources. Um, so I think that would be very important to spread such information. And, you know, it helps people self-educate, better deal with their disease, but also be, you know, be well-informed once you confront your, your physician so you can talk with him and uh, maybe understand what he wants to do with you or um, have a good discussion or be skeptical about the things he wants to do with you. Uh, or he wants you to do, and the same goes for discussions you would have with your healthcare providers. Or um, yeah, I think it's just important to be well informed about your your own disease in order to make the right choices. And um, you know, it's uh, important to know that you can do it yourself. You can do a lot about um, dealing with the disease. You don't have to wait always for the doctor to do it. It's an, you know, important step to realizing that you can do yourself you yourself can do yeah. a lot. No? I
3: and I think I just add to what you're saying just very quickly. What I hear back also when I ask this question is that people who are facing these challenges want to know that they're not alone.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah.
3: They want to share their stories with others who are traveling the same road and they want information that they can trust. Uh, The the Internet is superb, but not all of the information on the Internet uh, is of high quality. And therefore, the opportunity to listen to someone like you, Till, who knows what you're talking about, who's well-informed, is also profoundly important. Well, thank you. (laughs) Now, I want to say first of all to you, Till, and I mean this, thank you for sharing with us your experience your insights and your opinions and we all want to wish you every success in this important research that you're doing and we look forward to on, and this is me being selfish having you as a guest on this show again so you can talk about your research
1: okay yes
3: uh, okay now i want to also say thank you to our listeners and just to mention to them that with Family Caregivers Unite, we're starting a new research project called equalitative Research, which this episode is part of. The idea is to find out what you, our listeners, think about important topics, such as the one we've just been listening to, and for you to share with us your experiences of healthcare. So please email me to hear more or get involved. And also, if you'd like to be a guest on my show, here's how to connect with me. Please email me at docg. At Family unite on one word.org. Now our next episode will be secrecy for health care errors and transparency for patient health records. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then.
2: Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley.